Did you ever think that we'd still be doing this like almost two and a half years later? No, I thought we would have given up. <laughs> I'm very impressed with this actually. Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Jamie. Welcome to Driver Picks the Podcast. Where I pick the podcast. And I shut my cake off. And today is our season five wrap-up thoughts. We finally finished the Kripke era. Jamie, how are you feeling? It was an era. <laughs> I'm still honestly just in disbelief that we actually fucking made it through. I am so proud of you. Like, (laughs) we've watched five seasons of this bullshit. That's a third. Yeah. That's like a significant chunk of the way through when it has 15 seasons. I know. How does it feel to know that this time next year we'll be fully finished leverage and we'll still be only like not even midway through Supernatural? Oh, feels great. (laughs) I don't think that plagues me as much as it plagues you, Jamie. Anywho, if you've been listening for a while, you will know this is the bonus episode we always do between seasons where we kind of sum up everything that has happened that season just gone and we talk a little bit about how Jamie's feeling about certain characters and then any thoughts going forward about plot and bits and pieces. So without further ado, Jamie, how are you feeling about season five overall and how would you rate it? That's a hard question. I know. It always is. I don't think season five was as offensively bad as some of the other seasons of this show. But I also don't think it was as good as some of the other seasons of this show. Ooh, interesting take. It gets bonus points because it did bring in Crowley. Mm-hmm. But it's it's also just kind of like if I'm thinking of like what I like what my favorite episodes of the show are mm-hmm. in the five seasons that we watched so far. I don't know if any of them actually fall in season five. Really? Yeah, like I'm like there are some good episodes kind of in season five. But none of the ones that are sticking out to me, like Mystery Spot, Glad Day, Black Rock, even like Hollywood Babylon, like monster movie I really enjoy. Like all of these episodes and I'm like, I don't know if any of them actually fall in season five. And don't get me wrong, when we actually do our like top five, I might have a season five episode in there. But like when I'm just, you know, thinking. Thinking generally. Thinking generally. Like there are not the episodes that stand out to me. And I definitely think there are some really high quality episodes in season five Mm -hmm. but I don't think any of them like jump out at me as like oh my god this was like a really good or fun episode really that is so Mm -hmm. interesting to me because I think like for me personally there are a lot of episodes through season five where I'm like oh this is a straight up banger Mm. but also like we just look for different things in in episodes yeah but like for me like obviously yes Crowley's a highlight Mm. also Zacky Boy is a highlight Mm. for both of us so I would class maybe like the end I would say Abandon all hope, even mm-hmm. though like Joe and Ellen die, like I think that that ending is so heartbreaking. Like yeah. I think it's good. Obviously, I love like Dark Side of the Moon. Like I would say Point of No Return is really good. I quite like The Devil You Know. So I would say that there are some banger apps this oh. season. And as I said, I certainly think there are some good apps, but they're just not. They're free to be you and me. That's yeah, five or three. Like they're not. They just don't jump out the same way as previous. Maybe that's because the the quality of the seasons previously overall were worse. So when an episode is good, it stands out more. Yeah. Oh, there's also like changing channels this this season, you know, like there's a lot happening here, but I I do agree with when you say like, oh, the overall quality is better. So like, yeah, you're correct. Most of those episodes that you listed, I would also agree are really good. They just don't stand out the same. Like, Here's the thing. It's harder to identify. Mystery spot stands out because everything else around it is kind of bad. (laughs) So you remember how good that thing was because everything else around it was kind of bad or meh. 
Whereas it's like when you have so many things that are actually pretty good in a row, suddenly the standard is lifted and they no longer stand out as like, oh no, this is like a standout episode. No, I get you. In saying that, are there any episodes, like looking back over your notes maybe, are there any episodes that for you, you would consider like your favourites of the season? Which is kind of skipping ahead of question, but... but so I'm thinking just like going through and reading out the ones that like, for me, I think stand out. Freda Beam, you and me, you mentioned it earlier. I quite enjoyed Fallen Idols, but mm-hmm. that was more for like the meme potential than like the actual quality of the episode. Paris yeah. Hilton was just delightful. I really like the real Ghostbusters was really interesting to mm-hmm. look at. Not necessarily like the best episode, but it's certainly interesting. It's a an interesting like meta-analysis mm-hmm. sort of it's slightly breaking the fourth wall, kind of. It's good in a similar way to, like, the monster at the end of the book. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not, like, fully breaking the wall, but it's, like, opening the curtain. Yeah. I also did, like, Abandon All Hope, mainly just because you got Crowley. Everything else in that episode I don't give a shit about. I'm here <laughs> for Crowley and for Cass being called Huggy Bear. Okay. That's it. You're forgetting something shocking. You're forgetting that Meg is in that episode, Jamie. She is... <laughs> But, like, Cass throws her into the fire, so I don't want to remember because that makes me sad. Okay. Well, just think about her with her hellhounds. Yeah, trick. She does have the doggos. I like changing channels, mainly for the vindication that I was fucking right, but also <laughs> ripped to my favorite joke. Dark Side of the Moon I did enjoy. Point of No Return, Zacky Boy was an icon the entire time. And then The Devil You Know. Like, they're sort of probably the highlights of the season for me. Like, Yeah. And to be fair... This is a lot more episodes that you're looking upon favorably than usual. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I mean. Like, when I say, like, for me, it doesn't seem like a lot of episodes stand out. It's because so many of them I feel, like, very similarly about. You know what I yes. mean? Like, it's not like a season three where it's like, okay, we've got 16 episodes and I'm like, two of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like... This will come out in one of our other bonus episodes that we've got planned for this sort of break between seasons five mm-hmm. and six. But can you see now sort of more clearly why we can categorize seasons one and two, season mm-hmm. three, and then seasons four and five. Yeah. Not only by sort of like plot stuff but and vibe, but also by like quality. I wouldn't describe it as quality because, yes, you're correct. The quality does change, but I think it's actually the vibe that impacts the quality, yeah. if that makes sense. Like I think one of the things that was really severely lacking from early seasons is they were trying to lean really heavy into this vibe that just didn't fit what they were doing with the rest of the show. Yeah. So it's like they've started to just align it, which makes it feel higher quality because the pieces of the show are starting to align more closely. So it feels higher quality because everything lines up more favorably, but it also significantly improves the vibe. Like it's all interconnected. You know, like the writing is, the pacing is starting to improve slightly. Yeah. Ex-naying the second to last episode of the season because my god like i know we you've brought this up a lot that you mm-hmm. don't like the pacing of supernatural but i don't think it is ever clearer in cryptic era than watching 518 19 20, 20 then 21 and then 22 like you're so right they just they get to 21 and they're like what's pacing and they throw it out the window and they're like oh we were building to something to hear yeah and you can feel that tension and those episodes are mm-hmm. all banger after back like Obviously, there are some issues with 519, but, like, in terms of the vibe and the tension building mm-hmm. and the narrative that they're telling overall as a structure, banger after banger after banger. Like, they effectively are introducing things and whatever, and it feels like it's leading to something, and then they're like, <laughs> or what if we just didn't worry about doing that anymore, and 
whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what if it's fun, you know? Like, mm. who needs pacing? The only thing I care about in 521, honestly, is the introduction of death. Mm-hmm. Like, that sequence where he's introduced, beautiful, chef's kiss, everything else, eh, could live without it, you know? Anyhow, did you want to try and give a season rating, or did you want to maybe do your least favourite episode? What did I give last season? That's such a good question, Jamie. What did I give season three? That's such a good question, Jamie. What did I give season two? I don't... I, I, <laughs> <laughs> What about I, season one? The first Do you remember literally one? any of the ratings that no. I've given? No. <laughs> I kept a spreadsheet for the first three seasons. Mm-hmm. I probably put them in there. But I haven't for season four or five, really. And I couldn't tell you. Okay. I'm going to justify my reason and then I'm going to give a score. Okay. Yeah, I've, right. got, I've got to do it in this direction because I don't want people cutting the sound bite and coming out. <laughs> I just feel like the season was on track to get a higher rating uh-huh. until the last two episodes. I feel like the season was on track to get a four out of five stars mm-hmm. for an overall score, but the last two episodes have, like, I'm now thinking like 3.3, 3.5. Unfortunately, the last two episodes undid a lot of the good that they had been doing with the season. Like, I think a lot of what they've been building to, a lot of the tension, a lot of the suspense, it's just really frustrating as a viewer to watch them piss away yeah. all of that potential. Like I said before, like the the pacing gets cut just shockingly right at the end of the season. And I didn't remember how bad it was from when I, like the last time I watched the season five finale, where I watched all of the episodes in sequence up to it, not just like the last Mm. episode itself. It's been a few years, you know? And so I forgot what a dip Mm. it is, but I fully see where you're coming from. If it were me, Mm -hmm. and this is, you know, take it or leave it. I personally would lean close to a 3.5 because I don't think that, like, if you're looking at the season as a broader picture. You think it's a bit mean to punish the entire season as a whole over the last two episodes. Yeah. Like, honestly, that's that's kind of how I feel because I personally quite enjoy season five as a whole. I think that more episodes are good than bad. Like, yeah. obviously, there's some fucking whack shit in here. Like, <laughs> you know, that's that's not up for debate. There is some weird shit. We got that shit. swap meat bullshit. <laughs> exactly. You know? There's some weird shit in there. There always is. Every season has its weird crap. But I really do think that the season itself is quite strong. It, I think, is just let down by the finale. And quite honestly, I know that I'm, like, beating a dead horse about this at this point. But I really do think that a lot of that comes down to the fact that they had to have a season six plan. Yeah. Like, for me, it seems like with season six... The only thing they really changed was having Sam lurk outside the window. I guess so. And even if you remove that scene, I still think that the show as a whole is... It's just very underwhelming. I think the actual plotline of the episode could have been really satisfying. I think Mm -hmm. it could have been a fantastic ending. I think the concept is great. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of, like, Michael being like, no, Dean, you've said no for too long. Like, I'm just settling. I'm not bothering with you now. Last time you went to say yes, it was a fucking trick. I'm not dealing with that bullshit. You're an idiot. I like that. I like the whole, you know, they have to have a showdown and, oh, no, it's going to be me. But, like, it's just so underwhelming. I think ultimately what is a little disappointing about the finale kind of boils down to the fact that we've been talking about this prize fight between Michael and Lucifer for so long and it ends up being just a couple of guys standing in a field for a bit Mm -hmm. and then a gust of wind blowing one of them into a hole. Yeah. Like, I think... That, honestly, is part of where it's so underwhelming. And then it's, like, undercut again by the fact that even though we've just had this incredibly emotional moment, you know, with Dean and he's, like, you know, 
I won't let him go alone and blah, blah, blah. He's just lost a significant member of his family. He's like, mm, I'm going to go and lose some more. It just ends up being this kind of weird, I don't even know if you could call it bittersweet. Mm. Like, I don't, I think it's just kind of tragic. And that doesn't seem, like, as much as they're fictional, it just doesn't seem fair. Like, it doesn't feel rewarding to the audience when you've watched them struggle for five seasons. And I understand that Eric Kripke seems to be a kind of, like, struggle is meaningful sort of dude. But, like, also, it's like, so you just had your characters be miserable for five straight seasons and then nobody is happy. Yeah. Because even if you argue, like, oh, Dean got what he wanted, he got the white picket fence, blah, blah, it's like, yeah, but... Not in the way that he wanted it. We like, need to get off of this because we've talked it to death, I think, at this point. But Look, I'll stop beating a dead horse when Supernatural stops beating a dead horse. Oh, shit. We're going to be talking about this for another five years. Okay, maybe let's move on down to the next question. We've kind of covered your general season feeling. You've talked yeah. about your preferred episodes a bit. Do you have any that stand out as, like, bad? So. I wasn't a massive fan of Good Girl Girl. Like, I just... Was that the second episode of the season? Yeah. Yeah, I really don't remember much from it, to be honest with you. I wasn't a massive fan of I Believe the Children Are Our Future. I think it's a really, really interesting and fun concept, but it makes me so irrationally angry that they then do nothing with it. I really wish I hadn't told you that. I I really wish I'd left that open-ended... Looking back, it was a really silly decision because I think it would have been so fun to have you theorizing about Jesse the Antichrist for seasons to come. Mm. <laughs> like, it's just some dude who's just out there and could make a return at any point. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the curious case of Dean Winchester, not a massive fan. As much as I like the real Ghostbusters, I also kind of hate the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's valid. Swap meat is just kind of weird. I don't like Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. The vibes on that one are weird. And I think the vibes are meant to be weird on that one, but just like, not in a way I enjoy and then probably the last two the last two episodes. So the next set of questions is about characters. How are you feeling about Dane? I feel much the same way as I felt last season about Dane. Like I have still no massive spiritual connection to the Blorbo like everybody else seems to. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm winning or losing with that. <laughs> Honestly up for debate. You know what I mean? Like so many people are like, oh no. I feel so connected to Dean, like he is, you know, the ultimate character of all time. He is baby boy. Like, I love him. He is so significant to me personally. I don't know what my life would look like without him. But then I'm like, maybe it's the emotionally healthy choice to not have attached to Dean. Like, per chance. Okay, um, we'll just skip right over you completely coming from my entire life. Uh, I will move right on to how you feeling about Sam. <laughs> I'm amazed by how many bad decisions that boy seems capable of making. And he makes them with no remorse, too. He's like, mm, yeah, no, I fucked up. But it's fine. It's all good. He's just like, what if I made another bad decision to try and fix the other bad decision that I already made? That's literally just the plot of the show. Like, oh, I made a bad decision. What about this other questionable decision I could make? Like, <laughs> Yes, I know it backfired on me in that way, but this could backfire in a whole new and exciting way. It's like when you're trying to do maths and you end up like fucking up so badly, you somehow get the right answer anyway, mm-hmm. just by pure chance. You make so many mistakes that they somehow cancel each other out. He just seems to make so many bad decisions. And like, I love that for him. Like, everyone deserves to make bad decisions sometimes. It's fine. <laughs> Go off, Ken. But like, I just kind of wish that the bad decisions that he made were like not potentially well ending. Yeah, like you wish that he just like, you know, maybe wore a different color plaid 
Yeah. And like it just didn't go with his skin tone or something. Like, you yeah. Know, lower stakes decisions. Like, ev- everyone's allowed to make mistakes, but it's just wild to me that his seemed to have the consequence of like maybe everyone on the planet just like dies. Okay. How are you feeling about Cass? I like Cass. I've always liked Cass. Like, this is not a surprise to you. From the moment we got Cass on screen, I said I like Cass. He's not, like, obviously complete Blawboy status. I do still have me OG Blawboys that I did, in fact, emotionally attach to in an unhealthy way because it is supernatural. That's the whole <laughs> point. But it is also just wild to me what they're doing to his character. And I'm just, I'm worried because they've just, like, yoinked him back up into heaven to be like, try and sort that shit out. I think the description is like, the new sheriff in town or whatever is what Dean says. And Cass is like, yeah, I like the sound of that. It's like, no, baby boy, a cab. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that is the sort of moral of the story. A cab, stop. <laughs> they're making decisions and I don't necessarily know if they're good ones. To be fair, that just describes all of Supernatural. <laughs> Do you have any other thoughts about Cass? I feel like it's really hard because, like, you know my opinions. They have been extensively documented in the form of a podcast. You have, in fact, witnessed lots of my opinions. And sometimes I'm sure you regret that. But, yeah. like, at the end of the day, you've still witnessed my opinions. Yes, you're right. Do you have any other characters that you would like to take this opportunity to talk about, whether negatively or positively, before we okay. move on? So we've got to start with the icon, the queen bitch herself, Meg. Mm-hmm. We get a little bit of Meg this season. I'm still disappointed that we don't get a lot of Meg this season. Okay. Because... From what I've seen in fandom spaces, I'm assuming we get more Meg again. Like, this is not the last we've seen of Meg. Like, you know, they keep on removing father figures from her. But, like, (laughs) you know, daddy issues have never scared these showrunners away. In fact, if anything, they seek the daddy issues out. Like, they're they're purposefully targeting the daddy issues. And I don't know what that fucking pronunciation (laughs) was. Targeting. (laughs) Targeting. They're making more daddy issues, if anything. They're not slowing down with the daddy issues. So it'll be interesting to see if Meg comes back in the Gamble era and if Sarah Gamble is also so gung-ho about giving Meg daddy issues. Okay. (laughs) I also want to say a quick shout-out to Zaki Boy, yet another of my random character fixations from this season. Because he really, like, he really did the most this season, didn't he? Like, Mm -hmm. he was just, he was out here slaying and I'm really sad that no one seems to properly appreciate his genius. I think that it's a pity that we only get Zachariah for essentially the span of a season because mm-hmm. he's introduced in 4.17 and then he dies in 5.18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, God damn it. We get like a season of him and he's gone but never forgotten. I will continuously refer to Zachy Boy. And then I also just want to shout out to Crowley. We get him in like three episodes, mm-hmm. but like, you know, every single minute that Mark Shepard is on screen, it is a fucking delight. I can even forget that I'm watching Supernatural for two minutes. It's great. <laughs> Okie dokies. So... Next season, not just a new season of Supernatural, the first season under a different showrunner. New showrunner, new me. <laughs> new showrunner, who does? <laughs> I'm assuming that's Sarah Gamble answering the phone when Misha Collins rings. <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating that you don't know how funny you are. Like, I can't really explain to you the depths to which that's funny. <laughs> like, I know that you know, like... Like, from the fringes. Like, mm-hmm. you're drawing context from other jokes that... Like, mm, anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, do you have any major predictions? 
about where you might think season six is going, even if it's honestly, because I know they don't really give you a lot of the end of season five no. to, to jump off with. Even if it is like, here are some plots that I have heard about maybe happening in the CW Supernatural, potentially in season six. Like, where do you think it, they could go from this? You know what's really funny, though? I can't actually think of any, like, specific plots. Like, I can think of plots, but they're all plots that I know are, like, season 14, 15. Like, okay, because you know um, a bit more about late season. I know a bit more about late season. So I know quite a bit about late season Spotlands, but I don't know anything about, like, the middle. Okay. The, like, I know a little bit about the beginning. I know quite a bit about the end, but I know nothing in the middle. Excellent. Like, so we're probably actually entering an era where I even I have less of an idea again. Amazing. But from what we've gotten from that one fucking random scene of Sam outside lurking. Sam fucking lurking and looking through women's mm-hmm. windows is is <laughs> a weird thing to be continuously relevant. Why are you always doing it is beyond me. It's truly a wild time. I wanna say from that, we're gonna have to obviously deal with the fact that Sam's not in the cage. And I'm, I'm going to assume that if Sam's not in the cage, by extension, Lucy's not in the cage either. I, don't, I just don't see any practical way for them to be like, oh, well, Sam is out and free, but Lucy's still in the cage. Mm. Unless this is the Sam, soulless Sam plot. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, so Sam's soul is still stuck in the cage with Lucy, but his body is physically out of the cage. <laughs> but no, so I'm assuming they're going to have to deal with that. And I'm assuming that means that, you know, the picture-perfect life that Dean has built with Lisa is going to go, like, up shit's creek. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to have to do something with that. Maybe there is, like, a big bad that saved Lucy for some reason, like, managed to stop him from getting chucked into the cage originally. I have a feeling, though, that, like, only Michael is in the cage at this point. Okay. Like, Michael really got the short end of the stick here. <laughs> Michael and poor fucking Adam. Michael and Adam, yep. I'm- Adam has only existed in this show to literally be hunted and eaten, resurrected, and then immediately possessed. Like, that's it. That's all he's done. He's been in three episodes of this show, and that is exactly what has happened to him. And then gets stuck in a cage in hell design for yeah. literally the devil. The devil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a feeling they're going to have to deal with that. I'm, I'm assuming... <laughs> I love the implication that there's a chance that they just don't. It's supernatural. <laughs> I love this idea of like, oh yeah, so Sam just like, at the end, what happens, the first episode of season six is what happens is Sam walks up to the front door and just like rings the doorbell and then that's how season six starts. Dean's like, oh, actually, never mind, Lisa. <laughs> Guess Sam's not dead. I'm assuming they're going to have to deal with it. Like, it is supernatural though. There is always the chance that they just don't. You know, that's a fair and valid concern. Yeah. So they're going to deal with, you know, Sam getting resurrected. And my... Obviously, knowing nothing about going into the season, my guess is they're not going to reveal why Sam is back immediately. Mm. Like, it's going to be a bit of a, like, a mystery, a bit of a, like, trying to work out who or what raised Sam. Like, that's going to be part of the overarching plot? Is that the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, it's it's the sort of, like, well, who or what raised Sam? Mm. Why did they raise Sam? And... Did they raise Lucifer at the same time? Mm. Like, is Lucy out and about again? Yeah, so was the intention to raise Sam or was the intention to raise Lucifer and one is just a byproduct of the mm. other is kind of your thought process? Or is it Sam at all? Is it just Lucy mm. looking like Sam, pretending to be Sam? Mm-hmm. All of that sort of stuff. Do you have any, bef- I mean, let's be real, you haven't seen any of season six, but do you have any thoughts on how Sam could have gotten out of the cage, whether he's Lucifer or not? I'm just going to say Sam because that's what he looks like. 
Yeah, he's got Sam's face. So yeah, he's, exactly. he's basically Sam. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> exactly. Born under a bad sign. That was actually just Sam the yeah. whole time. <laughs> he was just having a bit of a day. It was fine. I want to say that, like, there are sort of two theories that I'm, like, sort of hovering between. Okay. So one is that Lucy and Sam are both out of the cage because they never got put in the cage. Like, they both somehow, like, you know, Lucy was like, I've seen this film before and I know exactly how to get out of it this time. So he managed to avoid getting put in the cage. Okay. Or the other option is someone or something has specifically pulled Sam out of the cage. I mean, I think that that's kind of fair and valid. Like, really, it is one or the other. Like, either they never went in the cage in the first place, or they have been removed from the cage since they went in. Mm -hmm. Like, I can see your logic there. It seems like there's really only those two possibilities. (laughs) Because somehow I don't think that he escaped the cage. Okay. I think if he is, if he was in the cage and now he's not, something else got him out. He had some sort of outside help. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think he was independently able to get out of the cage, considering the fact that Lucifer was stuck in there for millennia. Mm. And I feel like if, you know, because it was Michael and Lucifer in the cage this time, like, they would work together and we would have seen a hint of Michael as well. Though if they did work together, that means the get-along cage worked. (laughs) Wouldn't it have been whack if, like, the season five finale actually ended with both Sam and Adam standing Mm -hmm. there, and then season six was just those two hunting together and just leaving Tina alone? Imagine if they were like, <laughs> you're my brother now. I, I don't think that would have ever been the show. If the it sh- would have been such if, a funny choice, though. <laughs> I think, though, that if they were to do that, then it would be like, Dean was having to hunt both of his brothers for the season. Like, oh. if he got, like, if he realised that, like, both Adam and Sam were out, and that means that Lucifer and Michael are out and using them as meat suits. They really won't let that boy rest, will they? Mm. I think then the storyline would be, you know, Dean trying to rescue his brothers. Yeah, and, like, obviously, like, this is focusing a lot on Sam and Dean and, like, sort of what's happening mm-hmm. there, but specifically Sam because he's the, like, the odd mm-hmm. one out kind of at the end of this season. Do you have any thoughts about uh, some of our other main characters? Like, do you know, like, where you think they might go with Bobby's character? Do you have any ideas where they might take Cass's character or...? Well, I'm just hoping that they bring Bobby back in a reasonable time frame at this point. Mm-hmm. Because the way they edit is, end it is not reassuring for that. Mm-hmm. And then with Cass, I'm just I'm just hoping he's again. I'm just hoping he comes back, like because they've sort of set it up as like, oh, you might never see Cass again. You know what I mean? Like it's very much like the apocalypse is over. Apocalypse is over. Bye bye. You know he rebelled, but he managed to save the world. But heaven's there, and now he's getting welcomed back into heaven. I feel like the other plotline that they might do with him is like him getting like welcomed back into heaven was a trick. Oh, yeah. To reboot him again. Got you. You like, know what I mean? Like, like when bullies pretend to be your friend just so they can bully you harder at a later date kind of thing. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from with that prediction. Okay. Did you have any other thoughts at large about going into season six or even just into the I, devil era? I don't actually have too many other thoughts. Like for me, it seems kind of like you can exactly see how they're going to end the season and you can see how everything is closed. And like for me, the only thing they really changed to like reopen that I can tell is that weird fucking scene of they, Sam lurking yeah, outside. They added one scene. Yeah. And it was Jared Padalecki standing under a street lamp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that was just it. So, the next couple of questions kind of tie into what you were just talking about. What would be your, like, ideal season six scenario? Like, what are you hoping to get out of season six? What are you hoping they might do 
So I want more quality Crowley content. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, I want more Meg content. I want more good cats content. Like, okay. I care about like three characters. <laughs> I care about four, but one of them's dead and not coming back. So I just want them to actually. You want your side characters. Mm-hmm. I also want to never see Lisa again. Like, I like Lisa, but I'm just so fucking sick of this bullshit. I really like Lisa, but I think the narrative mistreats her in the way mm. that she's kind of just used as a, like, a placeholder for Dean. Okay, so here's the thing, right? I had a point in the notes. <laughs> here's the thing. I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> you said that with so much conviction. <laughs> Here's the thing. I like Lisa, and but I, it's also this case of I don't think anyone in the writer's room has actually met a human woman. Okay. <laughs> so you were Lisa for a minute, okay? Oh, okay. You had a wild sex weekend with Dean. Okay. You didn't see this dude for eight years. He shows up randomly out of the blue, helps you fight a monster because monsters are real. Right. Good luck adjusting to that. Thank you. He disappears. You don't see him again until he shows up on your doorstep to tell you, the end is nigh, but it's fine because he's going to protect you and your son. Who is definitely not his son, by the way. <laughs> like, 100% not his kid, right? And then he just shows up at your door late at night. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, come in for dinner. Here's my kid. <laughs> Here's my kid. Have, have free reign around my child at home. Mm-hmm. Mm. She kind of is giving... <laughs> do you remember Madison? In part, yeah. Like, she is just unhinged. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I love that for her, but it's also like, I don't think they've ever met a human woman. It's like she has no preservation instinct. Mm-hmm. For me, that's what's so like about Lisa. It's mm-hmm. like... So you hope we never see Lisa again? Yes, because they keep on assassinating her character. <laughs> okay. Because up until the finale, she'd had relatively normal reactions to this bullshit. You know what I mean? And then she's like, oh no, yeah, no, come in. This is a totally normal situation to be in. I have no concern about this random stranger who's shown up on my doorstep like twice. Uh, you're going to have some opinions. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to start watching this season. Okay. I'm just, I want, I want to see Lisa. I just don't have any faith that they're going to not do Lisa dirty. Okay. Hear me out. I think that it goes without saying Lisa will at least be in the first episode yeah. because this is where we leave off season five. Yeah. If your idea is that you don't really want Lisa to be in the rest of the series, right? Mm-hmm. What would be your ideal way of writing her out? I don't know, because that's the thing. They've kind of put it in a situation where you can't write her out without at least sort of framing her as a villain. You know, Mm. like, it's kind of hard because it's like, do they write her out because, you know, Dean starts hunting again and she, like, kicks him out or whatever, and then, like, she gets villainized because he's incapable of change and, you know what I mean? Or is it, like, a case where, you know, then Dean leaves her and then it's like, well, it's just kind of like, you really did her dirty. You know what I mean? Like, you really you really did her dirty. Okay, do you have any other things that you are hoping to see either explored or addressed in Season 6 or in the wider Gamble era? I'd really love it if Sarah Gamble managed to find a way to murder John again. <laughs> well, I guess you'll have to wait and see. Bring him back from the dead just to murder him again. <laughs> do you have a worst-case scenario idea of what Season 6 could look like? Like, what is the worst possible way you think they could take any of these plots? I just think the worst possible way is for it to be like, "Mm, yeah, so Lucy and Sam both escaped the cage and now we've got to deal with Lucifer again. Like they're just rehashing season five. Okay. So worst case scenario is that 
nothing was actually resolved by the lackluster season finale and mm-hmm. we have the same problem continued. And now we just have to do it again. Okay. Okay. And do you have any other, like, worst cases, like, outside of the main plot, like, worst case for... I mean, I guess you kind of covered it already, like... I think just the, like, villainizing Lisa is going to okay. be, like, you know... Something that you're not about. Yeah, no. Like, because, like, this woman is an angel, clearly. Like, mm-hmm. Dean wants to get with her, so... That was such a well-set-up joke that I didn't even realise you'd made it for a solid second. Like... <laughs> That brings us to the end of all of my questions. Before we wrap up, did you have any final thoughts or anything that you wanted to to put out? Any final predictions before we watch the first episode next week? No, I think that's pretty well. Like, I feel like they haven't really given me a not like a lot to go off. Mm, okay, you know, I guess that was the intention. You know, like mm. they really didn't give you much because they wanted the audience to not know what was going to happen. And so, I guess in that way, they've definitely succeeded. Mm. I also like to think that maybe they hadn't quite figured out what they were going to do yet. And so they were like, well, we'll just put Sam there. Because (laughs) we can't have a show without him. Just to give them something. Because, like, if they put Cass or Bobby or Crowley or something Mm -hmm. there, like, it wouldn't have, like, mattered. It's like, yeah, well, those people are still around. Like, maybe if it had been Crowley, it would have felt like a bit Mm -hmm. of a threat. If it had been Cass, it would have felt really gay. Mm -hmm. Bobby, it would have maybe just been a bit depressing. But... Having Sam there is really the only one where it's like, oh, that doesn't make sense based on what I just witnessed. Yeah. Okay. I think that brings us to the end of the episode. So, yeah, there's nothing to rate. We've already done that bit. I've forgotten how these work. <laughs> um, what do we normally do? Is that Do we just end it? We normally go, thank you so much for joining us. Please join us again next week for a 601. Oh, yeah. I feel like you've covered that just now. So you can interact with us on heaps of different <laughs> social media sites. How did you feel about season five? How do, yeah. you feel, how do you feel about us actually making it to the end of season five? Because I feel fucking victorious. I think it's shocking. I'm surprised that you specifically have put up with it this long. <laughs> like, I'm not shocked that I'm still here. I'm shocked that you are. Would you have, if I had been like, no, I quit in like season three, would you have continued on with the podcast? What, just by myself? Yeah. Just sitting by myself, yeah. talking into a microphone? I mean, probably not. I, <laughs> I probably I probably would have either seen if like maybe Naomi or someone would have done this with me, but I sincerely doubt that that would have happened. I don't think Naomi has the same level of tolerance for bullshit that I do. I, yeah. Or I would have maybe gone knocking on other podcast doors going, please let me in. I'm so sad and alone. Just become like a reoccurring guest on Queering Things. Yeah. Espion Opinions. Mm-hmm. Raising Perdition. All them pod squad people. Knock, knock, please. <laughs> Take pity on me. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Hopefully you have enjoyed it as much as we have enjoyed making it. And join us next week for the first episode of season six. Oof. Oof. Exile on Main Street. Here we come. Oof. Bye. Bye. Oh, lordy, lordy. I'm so fascinated to see what you think of this season. I think it's going to be interesting. <laughs>